Your local McDonald's owners across Washington, D.C., Greater Baltimore, and Eastern Shore are committed community members who all celebrate the diversity of the neighborhoods that they serve. Black History Month is a special time to spotlight the many African-American and black individuals and organizations that have contributed to our area's growth and development. McDonald's sees, supports, and celebrates you now and all year long. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Here is the Crescendo Music Education podcast, episode 88. This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Turrbal people. I acknowledge them as the traditional owners of the land and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. They were the first music makers on this land. Welcome back to my series about music teacher well-being with our guest Beth Juhon. This episode we're going to talk about movement. Here's a little quote for you by Unknown. Exercise not only changes your body, it changes your mind, your attitude and your mood. Here's another one by Jean Tummy. Exercise should be regarded as a tribute to the heart. It is much easier said than done to commit to exercising. I prefer to use the word movement now, (laughs) but moving, exercising, whatever you wish. I will recommend a book for you. I listened to it on Audible. I loved it so much I bought a hard copy. The Four Pillar Plan by Dr. Ran, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this. I don't know about his first name, but it's Dr. Chatterjee. Ran, uh, Ranjan? Rangan? I don't know. But Dr. Chatterjee, fabulous. And he reads the book himself. So he gives us this incredibly simple framework for taking control of our health. And yeah, you guessed it. It's divided into four pillars. Diet, rest, sleep, and movement. He talks about making small easily achievable changes in each of these key areas and then you can find and maintain good health and avoid illness. You don't have to excel at any one pillar. What matters is balance across all of the things that you do. He talks so much common sense. He gives you some really good hints about building movement into your life without a great deal of fuss. Not necessarily paying gym memberships and doing tough workouts and becoming a marathon runner, though if you wish to do that, that is fine. There's all sorts of little things that I have included in my life. For example, okay, here's one I didn't think I would tell you about, but I'm going to. When I dry my hair, I do squats. I'm just standing there drying my hair, so I may as well do squats. I make sure I do at least 20. I do 10 on one side, 10 on the other, or more, 15 or 20 on each side. Now, it's time that is wasted anyway. I'm just drying my hair, which does take a long time because there's a lot of it. So why not 
build in a little bit of exercise. I do some butt squeezes. I'm always trying to do things to strengthen my lower back. Anyway, I recommend the Four Pillar Plan by Dr. Chatterjee. And now let's get into our episode with Beth Juhon. Movement. Is this about our movement? It is about our movement. (gasps) Okay, go for it. What would you like to say about that? I would like to say, do as I say, not as I do, because right now I'm not in a zone where I'm so good at it. Movement is a gift and it's not a burden. And somehow in our society, we have framed it like it's a big hassle and a big to do and a big burden. And it's not. You know, when you move in your classroom with your students, it's a joy. We get to move our body. And it is. It is a privilege, isn't it? Yeah, and yes, it ma'am. has well, I... become a bit of a thing in our society, isn't it? You know, have you paid your gym membership? How often do you go? It should be just a pleasure. My brother, my older brother, is mentally handicapped. And there, a couple of years ago, he was injured with his hip and he became also physically handicapped and was in a wheelchair. Oh. Now, praise the good Lord, he is out. But I was so sad about him having an additional handicap and moving was such a delight for him. He liked to play basketball and he liked to hike the trails and everything. And thank goodness, um, a few Easter's ago, I was literally able to play basketball with him and my other brother. And it was just a treat. You know, there are people who don't have that privilege who aren't able to move. So if we are able to do it, let's do it. Yes. And there are so, so many advantages it's it's interesting that you call it movement because I have I've tried to switch mentally as well as actually using the word movement instead of exercise which is you just need to move and I was a few years ago I was actually quite fit I see one of your days says it doesn't have to be crossfit to count I was fairly fit going to some fairly heavy gym type things and I was actually very fit for my age and things started falling apart and anyway and I stopped going to the gym and I stopped being really fit and I thought no Mm -hmm. this has got to be I've got to move I've got to move I'm not going back to that but I need to move so for me the solution has been at this stage, I do want to add a little bit more, but I walk every day with my puppy. So it's been since before Easter this year. So it's been fairly constant every day. And I get up earlier, which is big for Debbie. Those who know Debbie, I do not like early. I get up earlier and walk with my dog every day. So I have minimum of a half hour walk Every day on the weekends, it's more like 45 minutes an hour. And the difference it has made, because it's now, it's just non-negotiable. I just get up and I walk. I'm very fortunate. It's my season of life to, there's just my husband and I and my puppy. So I don't have to worry about getting kids lunches and, and, you know, what they're doing while I go walking type thing so I am fortunate but it's a non-negotiable it's just it's automated it's I get up I get my clothes on I go end of story well good for you and like I said that was not without the dog but that was my habit and it checks so many boxes Mm -hmm. because you're outside yes you're by yourself you know you're getting the activity it's just part of your routine doing it first thing in the morning you check it off like I said 
even, and I think the probably the moral of the story is some is better than none. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times if we, if it's not in a gym, we don't think it counts. Or if it, if we're not sweating profusely, we don't think it counts. And in all of these regards, I think that little inner perfectionist just whispers in our ear that it's not enough and it doesn't yes. count and you should mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Well, Tell them to say them shut up because a walk is good and a walk is better than nothing. And you're walking regularly and well, and I'm sure your puppy loves it. Oh, she does. She does. Yeah. In fact, she hassles me to do it, which helps. <laughs> and But all of the things physically it does, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be full on get your heart rate over 150 and what, you know, whatever. It's pumping the blood around your body. It's the... Being in the fresh air and the sunshine, or even if it's still dark in winter and it's cold, you're still outside seeing the trees and the just mentally it makes the biggest difference. And that matters. Yes. Uh, the other thing I like to do is um, speaking of the walking, I like to combine it with a friend. Yes. And that could be indoor, it can be outdoor, but that way, like I said, you're really getting the triple whammy because you're getting the social time along with the outdoor time and the activity. And when I'm chatting with somebody, those two miles fly by. Yes. When I'm by myself, uh, (laughs) but having somebody else, it really makes it go a lot faster and it's fun. Yes, yes. I have a friend I walk with, but we only tend to walk in the school holidays once or twice. But it still is better because if I was not walking with her, we would be sitting in a coffee shop, drinking coffee, eating pastries. <laughs> so walking with them is better. <laughs> it's not worse. Yes, it is. It's certainly not worse. So I yes, I really love that. I think it's important that we move. And I'm finding too, now I am getting a little older, that when I'm with the kids and we're playing there is a temptation, and this is just something I've done. That I don't know if other people can associate. Can what's that word I want? It's okay. It's another part of getting older. It doesn't matter. This is what I. <laughs> this is what I do. So we're playing. We're going to play a game. We're sitting there, and I'm. The kids get up and they start organising themselves, and I think, I could just sit here, while they do it, or, I could get up and move with them, and I make myself get up and move with them. I mean, it's only minor, but if I do that, I'm just finding as I am getting a bit older, I think I could just sit for a bit longer while they do this. But no, I make myself get up or I could just stay here and look at what they're doing. They might be working on the floor. Um, you know, might be writing on whiteboards on the floor, writing out the rhythm of something, you know, and I'm out the front watching sitting out there on my cute little stool and then I think no Debbie get up because you should be seeing what that person's doing at the back anyway get up and walk around so I actually consciously tell myself that by making myself move a little more in my lessons all of that accumulates as well and it's just those little bits mount up I will say one of the perks of the job, and sometimes we tend, especially around depending on who you hang out with, people will always settle down to the negative parts of the job, right? Yes. But one of the positive aspects of the job is we get to move. Mm-hmm. The other year, I was not teaching, and so I was doing a desk job. 
and I loved it and I loved the people. But I would make every excuse to move. I would be the first up to run and get a copy. I would get you a coffee. I would up, and I would look at my step count at the end of the day and be like, "Are you kidding me? I moved two thousand steps." Yeah. And when you're teaching, you just do that getting into the building. Uh, so one of the perks, <laughs> one of the perks of the job is we get to move. Yes. And we don't realize for a lot of people that is not an option. They sit all day. And then they sit all day on the way home, and that's that. Yes, I often think a desk job, or when I'm on my holidays and I'm, say, a day where I do a fair bit of work for Crescendo, for my little business, that of course I want it's everyone. Not a little there. business. It is an awesome big business. <laughs> Thank you. It is an awesome business because I love it. But if I'm sitting here working on the computer for and I get in the flow, you know, or I'm doing recordings or whatever. I think, I have just been sitting for two hours. Oh, I yes. can't cope. So we are lucky. And imagine the poor office job people that have spent yes. their career sitting on their butt on the computer. We are really lucky that we get to move around. Absolutely. Well, in my past life, I was a French horn lesson teacher. I don't know if my bio referenced that or not. So I would always joke that my backside looked like a chair because, I mean, I would literally sit in the chair for hours on end with the students. And, you know, lesson teachers don't really stand up and, you know, it's not really a thing. You might stretch your legs every few lessons to get a cup of water or go to the restroom. But that was about it. So it really is the fact that we get to move like I said, it's a blessing. We just need to treat it like that. Yes, I hadn't thought about instrumental teachers like that because I guess you can't skip around in a circle playing your horn, can you? <laughs> you could. It might raise my brows. <laughs> I tell you what, it might make some good YouTube clips. There we go. <laughs> Beth's skipping horn videos. Okay. Hey, whatever gets the likes and clicks, you got, you got to do it, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. I think that's a great place to finish this episode. And if I can get you back one more time, Beth, and we're going to talk about the last little bit of your book. And we'll make sure that in all of the show notes we put where people can get this book themselves. I'd be delighted. Thank you, Debbie. All right. I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Very good. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Don't forget you'll find the show notes and transcript and all sorts of information on crescendo.com.au. If you've enjoyed the podcast or found it valuable, you might like to rate it on your podcast player and leave a review. I'd really appreciate it if you did. All I can be is the best version of me. All you can do is be the best you. Until next time, bye. As we know, laughter relieves stress. Don't lose sight of the funny side of life. How do you kill a circus? You go for the juggler. <laughs> it's so terrible. Your local McDonald's owners across Washington, D.C., Greater Baltimore, and Eastern Shore are committed community members who all celebrate the diversity of the neighborhoods that they serve. Black History Month is a special time to spotlight the many African-American and black individuals and organizations that have contributed to our area's growth and development. McDonald's sees, supports, and celebrates you now and all year long. Every day, 
We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.